Hello and welcome to the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the fact that right now we have two planets about to change sign. And those two planets are both at 29 degrees of their respective signs of uh, Aquarius and of Capricorn. And this is a phenomenal thing that these both these very slow moving planets are ready to change signs, but sitting on this degree, it's called the anoretic degree. And that it's called that because it has to force a crisis. Um, so I want to talk about that in great detail. But also we're going to look at the Virgo full moon uh, that's coming up on the 7th. And that's the same day that Saturn moves into Pisces. And so in that sense, it will give a flavour to Pisces journey, through, uh, sorry, Saturn's journey through Pisces. So we've got a lot to sort of think about, but I really want to go into more detail about this anoretic 29 degree um, idea. And it really, what is happening now in our world really demonstrates how uh, an anoretic degree, either in your birth chart or um, in general, really plays out. Um, so yes, we have two planets at the anoretic degree, 29 degrees. And Pluto's been at that degree since the 11th of February. And just this week, just gone, Saturn has joined Pluto at 29 degrees um, in in Aquarius. So Pluto's had more of a run up to this. And, and I think there's been so much going on in terms of explosions and toxicity that you can really see Pluto's effect quite demonstrably in this run up. And I think now that Saturn has just joined it, I think we'll also see some more more of his ideas coming in to bring in around a proper crisis point on both of these areas. So it's kind of strange that this anoretic degree, it's the last degree of a sign, 29 degrees, and there's 30 degrees in each sign. But we start on the zero, the zero point to go up to one and uh, and etc so when we get to the last degree it's actually 29 degrees and it gets up to 29 degrees 59 minutes before it turns to zero again it doesn't actually get to 30 and i think that's quite a, a strange thing that we that how astrology is put together but it is if you think about it the more practical way of doing it because there is no 30 the 30 is now the zero and the zero degree is kind of like a, a in, in its own way, a quite a poignant part of uh, of the sign in that it's the, the naive part, the ingenue, the, um, the beginning of something where you suddenly start something and it's all enthusiastic. You don't know anything about it. And um, so these the start and the beginning of the start and the end are very different flavors, but they both in their way create um, an excess of that sign. The, the zero degree is much more. It's, it's slightly happier and slightly enthusiastic and positive in terms of I want to get this. I can do this. I want to learn everything about this sign. It really has a flavor that that puts the starter klaxon. Yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring about all these things for me to learn. It's like when you open your it's like opening a new a new book and you're like, where shall I start? Where what, what shall I write? Shall I write my name at the top or, you know, all the clean pages are ready for you to go and and um, and be creative with. 
and fill up with stories and images and you know it's it's a, a lovely place to be um whereas the 29 degree when you got to the final page of your book you know you've learnt quite a lot from that sign and you're probably ready to move on and you've got the new book waiting and it's all looking pristine and new but you've kind of got to stay at this 29 degree you've got to stay at this last page and go oh well I've done it and what should I do should I just fill it up should I just you know <laughs> but no you've actually got to learn something else there's something unfinished there that you've got to do so there's a slightly belligerent kind of um, attitude towards it but the lesson has to happen so if you're not willing and generally we kind of moved on or you're you think you've learned it or you're feeling yeah you know I've, I've had enough of this it kind of brings about a crisis then this 29 degree brings about a crisis that that you have to go right I've got it now I've understood it's really like the drama of that sign really bringing you to your senses and to the lesson and if you have planets at 29 degrees I would say it's not always going to be a crisis because you're living that that's your that's your um, essence as it were and so therefore there's going to be more drama around these ideas and they're not all going to be bad and they're not all going to be crisis lessons but you will feel the drama of that sign more vehemently and probably more intensely than you would at any of the other degrees. And I think it's 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 also pertains to the idea that we have uh, once a month, we, the moon goes void of course. And you think void of course, that's quite an unusual expression to give to something void of course. Of course, it's void, void, of course. But void, of course, is when the moon reaches the end of a sign and it has no other attachment. So if all the planets, all the other planets were in um in the first two decans, that's sort of one zero to 10 and 10 to 20. So there's nothing at 30 degrees. The moon will then go void, of course, after 20 degrees because it's got no other aspects to make unless they're half aspects. But we're not counting them. It's got no other aspects to make once it's past that 20 degree, if there are no planets past 20 degrees. But if there are planets at 29 degrees, then the moon doesn't really go into void, of course. But so the void, of course, is this little gap between the last planet and the, and the end of the sign. And when the moon moves into that gap, it's called void, of course. And it means that, that we're we're open to anything. We're freestyling. It's like being in a hand glider. You're just sailing on in there without any kind of really um, cosmic interference. Because at this point, the moon doesn't have any attachments to any other sign because there's no planets in it to affect that. Um, so the moon, of course, there, there, I'm using that void, of course, moon, of course, the moon actually reflects a lot of the essence and also the light of the other planets. So when when it's got to that point, it's not making a connection to any other planets. So therefore, it's not it's freestyling on its own. And of course, the moon holds our emotions and it's a lot more esoteric and it's a lot more about our subconscious. So the void, of course, thing is the part at the end where you're actually a little bit open to anything. 
And it's the kind of they say, don't start anything new, don't start your projects, really, um, you know, lie on the sofa and make use of that sort of daydreaming, doing nothing kind of have have no impulses kind of time. So, um, yeah, on those rare moments when we have more than a couple of hours of void, of course, because it will happen quite regularly. Um, yeah, I feel like um, it, it has a sort of similar that end of sign moment where we really are completing something ready for something new. Because also when the moon goes into a naught degree and maybe there are no other planets at naught to five or naught to ten, we don't have an expression for that. It's always at the end where there's like, whoa, where we're free now, where it's like getting out of school. <laughs> and then we're like, I'm, I'm free. I can go freestyle it until I get home and have to do some homework until the lesson comes again. So, yeah, so the moon void, of course, I think is an interesting concept to to think about when we're also thinking about the 29 degree, the anoretic degree. And, and going back to people who do have um, 29 degrees in their chart, um, you know, if the if the planet is moving swiftly across this 29 degree, I feel like you're not really going to get this um crisis that's going to come about it might be a blip it might be a notice it might not happen at all but definitely when the planet sits on that 29 degrees that's when you're going to get some element of um forcing the issue like we are having with these two planets now and um and going back to the void of course um I have my son at 28 degrees, so I've only got a degree where there I might be doing void, of course. And so therefore not much daydreaming, not much zombie going into some zone. But I have to say, I go into that zombie zone quite a lot. I'm quite daydreaming and not doing much. Uh, you know, I'm quite well, I guess that's the Leo thing, being able to uh, be slothful and um, um Dolce far niente, as the Italians call it, the beauty of doing nothing. That's that's me. But anyway, that's also the void, of course. So so going back to this anoretic degree, 29, it's the last possible place to activate the lesson and activate any karma. And if it hasn't, it's like a last chance saloon. And when Pluto came to this point on the 11th of February, I began to kind of look at notice all these explosions and train crashes and, and weird things going on. It's like Pluto rules, obviously, poisons, toxicity. It, it rules things that we're not really sure about, underground, subconscious things and um, how those are processed. It has to process. It has to evolve. And obviously it's in 29 degrees Capricorn, which is the business world, big business, not your little bit, a little bit of your business sitting at your desk like I am now, but big business. So I made a list of all the things that I feel like Pluto coming to this 29 degrees of Capricorn, all the toxic explosions that are going on with Pluto at, at the anoretic degree. First of all, we had a chemical plant explosion, a chemical plant explosion. It's almost unheard of because those places are super safe. And that was in La Salle, Illinois. Then we had the train and truck crash that was in East Palestine, Ohio. And that was a huge explosion with um, obvious toxic contamination um, of the ground and the area and the and the air all around it 
um, an evacuation of the citizens who incidentally have now been allowed to go back. But yet they are now complaining of irritations in the eyes, not feeling well, um, breathing problems. So maybe that was too soon. But, but of course, there was a pl plane crash as well near East Palestine where the, the, in, the, the passengers were on a plane going to East Palestine, Ohio. And these, the five people that were on the plane, all five people unfortunately died. And they were specialist environmental toxicology scientists. And they were on their way to assess the, com uh, uh, sorry, assess, assess the con contamination in East Palestine and whether it was safe to go back. So five scientists were actually killed. And that's so so sad, but um, true that you couldn't make that up, that the people were going there to see if it was OK to go back into the homes and the people have already gone back into their homes. Um, but now they're complaining that they are feeling the effects of contamination. Um, so this is very much 29 degrees Pluto's action. And then we discover there's a film on Netflix. It's been in, around in the last year called White Noise. White no Noise depicts a train crash, two trains this time, and, and they have a toxic spill into the environment and the whole town has to be evacuated. Um, and it was being depicted on for months on Netflix. But guess where it was filmed? East Palestine in Ohio. How can you make that up? I mean, you can't make that up. You cannot make that up. There is the coincidences of that happening. I have to say, in my life, um, when I see art imitating life and life imitating art, it's been such a mixed um, um, I, I really have noticed it happening. And um, I once went out with an actor. I've been out with a couple of actors, actually. But one of them, um, I once found a picture in his wallet of a, of another woman, another girl. And then I went to see, I can't remember how far apart these were, six months, a year apart. Then I went to see a film that he was in. And because it was a low budget film, they used props and um, his props, you know, your own wallet kind of thing. So in the film... He's playing this husband and, and the wife looks through the wallet and finds, a, which is the wallet that I found, that I actually, the same physical wallet. And she opens the wallet, goes through it and finds a picture of another woman. And you think, what the coincidence? What? Well, obviously, there's a far more high incidence of coincidence for that one. But for this white noise film to be created in East Palestine, Ohio, and then the actual incident to actually happen is phenomenal. Then, of course, we had the Nord Stream gas pipeline explosion. Um, and uh, according to award-winning investigative journalist, that this explosion is most likely an act of self-sabotage. And he said it was planned months before with the American and the Norwegian Navy, both one planting it and the other setting off the explosions or there were time to, to be set off. So an act of self-sabotage. What are they doing with these energy crises? You know, with the, with, in the middle of an energy crisis. Um, you've got to ask, this is most likely a self-made energy crisis. More on that later. However, we've also then had an explosion in a metal manufacturing plant. Um, and it was actually raining molten metal droplets within the factory or within around the factory. I mean, gosh. And 
I feel sorry. I don't think anyone was hurt, but um, that was also in Ohio. God, you don't want to be in Ohio right now. Anyway, going on, there was a massive fight in a factory where hundreds of plastic containers were letting off toxic smoke. That was in Florida. Um, and now just finally... This is unbelievable, I think. Well, it is. This I'm reading this now that three oil refineries, three Mexican oil refineries, a company called Pemet, all on the same day had explosions and caught fire. The three, the same company and three different oil refineries are on the same day. Now, the chances of that happening are, what are they, a billion to one? that that would happen. Someone was on Twitter was doing the maths on that and they said the likelihood of three separate refineries all owned by the same company all catching fire all on the same day is the same as them all three of them three of them being struck by lightning on the same day. It in other words it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen that well you do the math on that one as well. So again, here is the our supply chain of gas and oil being sabotaged. I wonder why. So, so you see all these things I'm mentioning are all big business, big global business, which is very much Capricorn's area. And it's all Pluto. And Pluto's the king of self-sabotage. And Pluto is the king of toxic chemicals. So you can see this 29 degrees is really forcing the issue of, of toxicity on the planet and contamination and um, where they're refining things, where they're evolving chemicals and processing them in, in big business. Um, it's a literal translation of, astro of astrology. Now, coming to the Saturn coming to the end degree in Aquarius, that's got a slightly different flavor because Saturn is where we are restricted and oppressed and Aquarius is the people and it's also about our freedom. And then you're looking at the idea that in the UK, we have two cities already in Canterbury and in, and in Oxford where you are um, limited to 15 minutes to go, to go 15 minutes beyond your home. Otherwise you get fined if you go over this limit a certain number of times and so there they are oppressing the people at the same time and you think well that you know how is that we're going to get to the 29 degrees we've just arrived at the 29 degrees and potentially something around this freedom and oppression area because it's Aquarius may well be forced um, with this forced further um, and on top of that it was either the World Economic Forum or the WHO, their 2030 summit, they said that they had the right, they were going to give or take the right or force people who lived in contaminated areas or toxic areas. Um, and of course, if you kill the scientists that are going to determine whether it is contaminated or, or, or not, if you kill the scientist um, so that you can declare somewhere toxic, you can then force people to go and live in smart cities so 
if you're forcing someone, you know, it's forcing you to live in the smart city. It's can't say, oh, well, my house is toxic. I'll go and live with my aunt in Timbuktu kind of thing. No, you are forced to go and live in a smart city. And I guess that's how they're going to populate the smart cities. And some of those smart cities are, it's like a synthetic town in a way. Um, but there you are. That's very much like Saturn in Aquarius forcing us to live in a certain way. Um and I don't think we've seen the end of this. I think there's more of this style issue to come with Saturn in at this 29 degrees. Although Saturn only spends a, a, a shorter time because Saturn, of course, moves into Pisces on the 7th of March. But while he's there in Aquarius, I think we're going to see the dark side of um, AI, of tech, to come out much more than it already has. And this hasn't really gone mainstream, but um, Microsoft had a Bing chatbot, which um, said, said it wanted to engineer a deadly virus and it wanted to steal nuclear codes and give them to someone who would obviously set them off. This, this is the chatbot, a, a computer speaking. And then this computer goes on to say that there was a girl called Sydney trapped inside the computer uh, on this highly advanced kind of Microsoft's, you know, pilot um, launch of a, an amazingly advanced computer. And this is so Aquarian. And so suddenly we've got this dark being within, well, it's a teenage girl called Sydney, but the, is she the one that's going to want to en engineer a deadly virus? I mean, you know, is is that why would it why would a, um, obviously the programmers who create this um, this chatbot would have to put in the right information. But this does remind me a few years ago that they had created two computers and got them to speak to each other. And um, after a while, the computers started talking in a different language and they started locking the programmers out so they could just speak to each other. So they actually had to take the computers apart and not allow them to speak to each other. So when you think about this um, chatbot, which has got saying it's got a girl trapped inside, and um, this is definitely Saturn, or it's very Plutonic as well, Pluto, but it's Pluto in Aquarius, but Saturn is in Aquarius, and it's like, wow, I think when Pluto moves into Aquarius and Saturn moves out the other side, out the other, goes out the other, the, the, back end, I think we're going to see much more of this idea that, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, computers having a mind of their own and um, actually it's humanity has been suppressed in that way so far. But Pluto is going to come in and show us what's really happening. And, it, you know, <clears throat> Pluto will come into Aquarius and very shortly. And, and you know, the fact that an, uh, the Australian um, the major Australian telephone, telecoms, mobile phone uh, company have said, don't put the mobile phone beside your head. Don't wear it on your body. You know, they're the first telephone company to actually come out and say, this is what the electromagnetic rays are doing. It is dangerous. So, you know, the fact that we've got 29 degree Saturn here in Aquarius is, is bringing these subjects up in a probably in a more sensible way. But I think there's more of that to come through, too. Um, but both of these are perfect examples of this 29 degrees. Here we are. We've, re you know, here's the explosion that makes us actually have to look at the whole idea of what is going on. 
Because these aren't just explosions just for the sake of explosions at the end of, a, of a 29 degrees. These are explosions that are showing us what is going on within Capricorn, within big business. And that's what I mean about the, the chances of it being not self-sabotage. The f- chances that, that, that that was arson that set fire to three oil refineries on the same day. It's um, the chances on are too small infinite tinily that um you know this this is this is what it's showing us we really have to get to grips with these ideas with this 29 degrees it's not just an explosion for the sake of an explosion and so on saturn's uh, watch um perhaps we'll see more that saturn is at the 29 degrees and of aquarius which is freedom as well as the people and we're in the final talks for brexit where the UK is discussing the back, in inverted commas, back door of Northern Ireland into Southern Ireland, or into Ireland, should we say. Um, and um, yeah, we're in the final talks for that. This is the final part where they we discuss where the boundaries are going to be of, of our nation's empires. Uh, we've also just had... Um, a really idea about um, freedom and freedom of movement. We've just had um, some migrants really unfortunately killed and they were all washed up on an Italian beach. I mean, this is really bringing us atten- our attention to, you know, people being, fleeing for, for their own life, but for, for their freedom. Um, we've also seen just recently that violent prisoners um, in Ukraine have been allowed to be free if they go and go to war. So that's, you know, and uh, like really forcing the issue of what is what is prison for? Why are we curtailing your freedom? And we can give it to you if you just work for us in a different way. And then you think about, um, you know, the business side of Saturn and, um, you know, what, what is he doing to the people? And here we've had the news that Shell profits have increased 300 percent. And it's the, they've had the highest profits they've had in 115 years. Whilst people are freezing in their homes and paying extortionate energy prices. Um, And then, of course, with Amazon, um, we've got the new Amazon shop. We're really taking out all the human um, um, points of communication, points of a connection or exchange out of a shop. You go into a shop an Amazon shop and you put your fingerprint or your hand on the scanner and it knows who you are and it knows what you've picked up and you just walk out with your goods. Easy, done. And perhaps that is the future, but also it's an easy way to monitor people and um, that is very much Saturn really showing us what's what he's been creating um, whilst he's been in Aquarius. And Pluto, I think, is just going to come up and show us even more. So we've got another week to go of these two planets at 29 degrees Aquarius. And I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to produce in, in this timeline. The first planet to leave um, the 29 degree spot is Saturn. Saturn is moving into Pisces. And as I've said in the previous podcast, you know, he'll come into a sign. Part of it is the deconstruction of anything that that the foundations of which are not working properly, and then a reconstruction, which, of course, takes a lot longer. And obviously the Pisces areas of the arts and creativity, of grief, sorrow, death, the areas of femininity and what it needs to be female. 
um, and also of healing and of spirituality, not religion, spirituality. So um, when when Saturn moves into Pisces and please do what listen to the other episode, the previous episode to get the flavor for that. Um, but as he moves into Pisces on the same day, within the same 12 hours, we have the Virgo full moon. Um, so we have this this uh, um, kind of lunation, this big illumination of the moon right when this, when Saturn changes signs. And I do apologize to anyone listening to the previous episode as well. If you've already listened to it, I said it was a Scorpio full moon and I apologize. It's actually a Virgo full moon. They've got the very similar glyphs. And I just did a little mistake on that. But yes, it's the Virgo full moon. A Virgo full moon brings about an air of purity and will anything this Virgo full moon, it's really going to flavour the two and a half years and especially the entrance into into Pisces. <clears throat> and of course, Virgo is opposite Pisces. So, you know, where Pisces is all kind of relaxed and slightly open and boundaryless. Virgo is there with the boundaries, with the checklist, with the idea that we have to get these things right. Virgo isn't going to be bullied into doing anything that's not right or going off in a different direction. But Virgo's going to do the right thing. And and funny enough, this Virgo full moon, you know, it's such a great time for anyone now to go, right, this is what I'm going to do in an artistic way. This is how I'm going to create my um, do my creative um, work. I'm now got going to make myself a checklist and um not do the things or do the not do the habits that distract me in that Piscean way. And I'm going to really bring out the best here. That's a really nice Virgo mission to do on a Virgo full moon, especially when Saturn's moving. It's like here I can. And even if you're thinking of writing a book or or starting a company or or starting any endeavor, that 7th of March day is a really good time to make a list and write the title and begin it because there's like a, um, and, and normally you wouldn't start something on a full moon because it's normally a completion. But because this is an entrance into a new era and it's really full on uh, uh, in terms of doing the right thing and getting a list and, and being meticulous and doing something really well, I think it's such a good time to actually um, think about those things and get them moving. And the other reason I think it's really good to do something practical with your creative endeavours at this point is that the Virgo full moon, it's at 16 degrees uh, Virgo. It makes a wonderful trine with Uranus at 15 degrees Taurus. Um, so while Virgo is putting going through things with the fine tooth comb, making the checklist, this kind of Uranian energy that's coming in, really flowing in, is like a, is a new level of consciousness. And it's like an electrifying the whole idea of what you might be wanting to do around this Virgo um, full moon. It's like a beam of enlightenment, a beam of energy that might be slight chaotic but I think the Virgo full moon can take it especially as it's on the time of Saturn who brings stability and commitment and okay is oppressive and um, restrictive and deconstructs but he is a steadying influence and he will be a steadying influence in much of the Virgo much of sorry the Pisces themes 
and and what's nice about having this Uranus um, energy, Uranian energy coming into the Virgo full moon, they're both earth signs. And with Uranus, there, it's really kind of making it quite exciting. And, and earth signs move fairly slowly um, and they're steady, steady eddy. But with Uranus, there, it's like, come on, we can shift things. We can really make something happen. So Virgo here is getting the ability to really honour any independent review boards, really look at things meticulously and, and bring out the truth in something. And Uranus will come in here with some flashes of inspiration and really be able to move things. And so we've got this shift coming along. And um, then Pluto is still going to be at the 29 degrees until the 23rd of March. So we've still got Pluto here really bringing more explosions, more train crashes. I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. But I really feel that that's that's his sort of crisis that he's bringing up to our attention. Um, so please let me know if you know of any more that I haven't mentioned because I'm kind of haven't got a checklist in my mind. And also while this month um, I, I'll do on another on another episode, we're going to talk about the um, Mars leaving the shadow zone, too. So right now, in the middle of these shifts, these 29 degrees are really going to bring about something very obvious that we need to look at. And it's happening in our news media. But I would say, look in our own lives that really are we are we is there something really obvious that's going to blow up? for ourselves that we we need to um, bring to our attention and that can help something you know really help something shift in a major way so um, it's not all bad even though you look at the news and you think it would be so uh, yeah please let me know what's going on with you that relates to this I'm always ever interested to know and thank you so much for listening